Welcome to this week's Screen Side Up. This is Richard Henschel. I've been able to have Jim Schuster in the studio with me. Jim has been in our area in the past number of years. He's currently retired in Champaign, but when he was actively up here, as he continues to be down in campus, uh, in the campus area, even though he's retired, he's done great things in plant pathology. So welcome again, Jim. Thank you. Uh, Jim has spent his career in, in plant diseases, and we have talked about a couple shows worth of deciduous diseases. Last week we talked about the specific needle diseases that have been attacking pines since really strong since the drought of 2012. They're probably here to stay at this point, so we, we've learned how to manage those. And this week, the other group of evergreens that we plant extensively in the home landscape are those of our spruces. So I asked Jim on our final show to talk about some of the spruce diseases that have really uh, taken a hold and are, and are prevalent in northern Illinois or throughout Illinois. So Jim, what's your favorite, I guess? Well, Rhizocerea needle cast because it's the easiest one to identify. <laughs> okay. And how, how do we see that? That's the one with the banding or the rings? Uh, well, you're going to get a purplish brown effect on the needles. Okay, actually, sure, uh, sure. Uh, okay. Well, actually, stigma needle cast is going to do it too. The difference is what they look like. You're going to need a magnifying glass. So if you look at any pustule on the infected needle, and if the black little pustule looks like it's got legs going out like a spider, mm -hmm. that's stigmina needle cast. And if it's just a round, smooth, black fruiting body, that's rhizophyria. Okay, so now, that rhizophyria black fruiting body may occasionally have a white waxy cup or a cap on it because of the waxy coating on the needle itself. Okay, so I think listeners can already figure out they may need some professional help here, although you can see what it looks like underneath a hand lens or a very, very strong reading glass lens. The differences are there, and you, you need to really have it ID'd properly before you can go ahead with any sort of decent control. Right. Uh, we uh, have another disease called sudden needle drop called Sneed. It's one of the few diseases that's got a nickname, Sneed. Okay. All right. Uh, and it has fruiting bodies on the twig, not the needles. Okay. And, and, it, oh, and, and there is some discussion whether or not it's a true disease. Interesting. Okay. And yeah. is there a favorite ever uh, spruce that it likes? Oh, they all like Colorado. Okay. It's one of the reasons I don't recommend people planting the Colorado spruce, no matter how blue it is. Okay. Uh, or at least I mean, not. And by not. the way, Colorado's come from green through blue to steel blue and all that. I don't care how, you know, it's a Colorado spruce. Right. Don't so, plant it. So if, if you're, if you're going to plant it, don't put it in the most prominent part of your yard, probably, is right. also another thought. Okay. Yeah. And, and these, these are basically attacking the Colorado spruce uh, from a needle point of view. And I wasn't planning to talk about it, but I should point out the main reason I don't recommend a Colorado spruce is because they get a canker called cytosper canker, right. and that is fatal. Typically takes a few years to uh, work its way up the tree. If I'm, if that's the disease we're referring to, it starts right. on the lower limbs. Often, generally, yeah, yeah, because they're the older limbs, right? Yeah, and it'll start on the bottom. The next one is top down. Uh, then it's uh, from the north side around to the south side, and then the least common way is random branches. But it's going to make uh, oozing uh, sap on the branches and trunk that may, for some people, look like bird poop. Um, and the older the tree gets, the more susceptible it becomes. The youngest Colorado spruce I've seen with cytosper canker was about 10 years old. 
Okay, so it's a, a more of a, a mature age. Yeah, 20 to, uh, 20 to 30 years is common if you're on uh, the more compacted soils. If you're on the old landscapes of homes built before World War II, they may be 30 to 40 years before they get it because the soil is better quality. Right. And Jim, that is such an excellent point, and I, I guess I want to stop and talk about that for a minute. You have the one and only time, really, to plant your material, whether it's evergreens or deciduous trees, shrubs or evergreens. I mean, you've got that one time when you first put it in the ground, and I think that's critical that you deal with the soil in whatever manner you can, given the site you have, given the soil types you have. I always, Jim's heard this expression many times, it used to be just the right plant in the right place. And we're really referring to maturity, exposure, a lot of things. And I've kind of amended that, pun intended here, to say right plant, right plant, right soils. Right. Uh, When you put these evergreens or trees that are not truly native to our area in our sites. If you want to give them the best chance possible, you want to give them the best soil they can to grow in. And Jim's comments about poor soil, those kinds of things, you're just asking for that disease, that those issues to show up even sooner because without at least the right soils or the right soil type or amended properly, those plants are going to struggle. Now they do okay when they're in their youth, just kind of like us. They tolerate some of this trouble, but as they get older and more mature, they're much more likely to be susceptible to some of these things and it's more impactful. Is I, I would think that would be a pretty true statement when you right. You're right. Yep. You, you got to stop and think about where the Colorado spruce comes from. Obviously, Colorado, but it's on the mountaintop, and it's the tree growing below the timberline. Anything higher up is snow. And all summer long, that snow higher up is melting and running past the root system. They're growing in rocks, so the water keeps right on flowing. The roots are used to good drainage but constant moisture, and they like temperatures that oftentimes go to uh, freezing at night, and the highs during the day is 50. And we bring them down to the plains of Illinois where the soils don't drain where the darn. We're hitting 90, 95, and they think they've been planted in hell. Um, so you yep. really, you know, it's not a tree for this area. If you need a tree that has a blue color, find a different kind of evergreen. Okay. All right. Well, those are those are the heavy-duty words of wisdom here from Jim about uh, Colorado blue spruce and our and our kind of environments that we put them in. We all enjoy them. If you're going to put them in, just recognize what you're going to need to do as a homeowner to manage them absolutely the best way possible, especially when they're young and in our yards and in the soils we have, and then uh, recognize that they're going to have issues later on. As I say, just uh, be prepared, I guess. Uh, Jim, we are, again, just rocking down the clock here. We're about out of time. There are many other things that we might have said about tree and evergreen diseases during these shows, but it's mind-boggling how many diseases our plant materials can have. Fortunately, Mother Nature is on our side. And uh, in many, many cases, the, the plants continue to soldier on and grow for us for many, many years doesn't mean that they're disease-free by any means, but it does mean that they've uh, tolerated or resisted some of this over time. It's just when plants get into stress and in decline that these diseases really grab a hold, and that's pretty much what what we have experienced, I think, since the drought of 2012. Recognize those extremes in temperatures, soil types, the conditions that the plants would prefer to grow in, 
And if you can work with that, then the plants will be a lot happier in your yard for you and you will get a lot more enjoyment out of them, I think. So keep those kinds of things in mind that uh, Jim and I have both spoken about uh, over the past uh, three or four weeks here on the radio shows about these some of these diseases. Well, this has I, been Richard Henshaw. Go ahead, Jim. I, I, one more comment. If you lower your expectation on what the tree should look like, you'll be a lot happier. <laughs> we'll let it go at that. I think that's a nice comment. This has been Richard Henshaw this week on the Green Side Up show along with Jim Schuster. It's been a pleasure, and I'll be back again with everybody next week.